0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Flex Coach. Today's guest is Dr. Bill Dorfman. He's been practicing for over 30 years in the Beverly Hills area and has had a career unparalleled to any other dentist in history. He has transformed the smiles of celebrities such as Katy Perry, Usher, Anthony Hopkins, Fergie, Hugh Jackman, Michael Strahan, Jessica Simpson, Mark Wahlberg, Eva Longoria, and many others. Dr. Bill was the only dentist featured on ABC's hit show, Extreme Makeover, and is currently a recurring guest co-host on the CBS Emmy-awarded daytime talk show, The Doctors. Dr. Bill was also the founder of Discus Dental, one of the world's leading dental companies, and helped lead the company from its inception to more than $1.3 billion in sales, primarily with award-winning tooth-whitening products such as Zoom and BrightSmile. Dr. Bill is also the founder of the Leap Foundation, which is a week-long motivational program taught at UCLA every summer to more than 400 students between the ages of 15 and 25, the details for which are in the description as well as other links to Dr. Bill's Instagram and website. Super appreciative and grateful to have him on. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave five stars on iTunes and follow us on Spotify. Thank you. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. Really appreciate it. And um, you know, I want to take it back to the beginning. Obviously, you do a lot of things, but uh, if we could go back to when you started, you know, the first sort of inclination towards pursuing a career in in, in the dental sort of industry. What was that um, thinking like? You know. <laughs> It happened
1: really early. I was three and uh, I was roughhousing in the living room and I fell down and I knocked out all my baby teeth. And as a result, I had to have multiple appointments with the dentist and surgeries to ensure that my permanent teeth would grow in, you know, without any kind of problems. And we just had a really, really good family dentist. And instead of that traumatizing me, uh, I I really became very curious. And, um, you know, and then I started asking if I could, I didn't even know, like shadowing hadn't even been invented yet, right? But I started hanging out in the dental office, you know, I have, five siblings in my family. So, you know, when my brother and my sister would come, you know, I would sit there and I would watch and I would help. And I don't know, I, I at a certain point, I just thought, you know, this is what I want to do. Uh, you know, I want to help people like this. And I, I really love this. And it made my whole educational experience so much easier because I never had to worry, like, what classes I would take. I just took what I needed to take to become a dentist. So it was kind of a
0: blessing in disguise. Um, That totally makes sense. And, um, you know, we hear this often where people recommend that one should follow their passion. But, um, you know, I want to get to the level of interest because you may not have been extremely passionate at a young age, right? Because you were interested, you were inclined towards the space, but you still pursued it with that same level of interest. Um, I could have worded that a little bit better, but... The point is a lot of people give advice on following passion and I'm curious to hear your stance on that.
1: Uh, You know, I think there's more important things than just passion, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, you need to eat. What if your passion is watching butterflies? And you're gonna starve to death, you know? What if your passion is laying in the sun at the beach? It's passion, right? You're going to starve to death. So, I don't buy it. Like, follow your passion? No. I mean, I think it's really fortuitous when you're passionate about your profession as I am. You know, I mean, that's a great, you know, thing to strive for, but just making a blanket statement like follow your passion i think is the downfall of a lot of people today because at the end of the day you don't need to be rich you need to eat you know and sometimes passion doesn't allow you to monetize a skill so you can be passionate about going to the beach get a real job make money and go to the beach on the weekend you know i
0: mean well that's wonderfully said and um there's an important point in that in that sort of statement as well, where it's kind of a blanket statement. It's not really breaking down the elements of, you know, what passion really means and how you can find that balance. Um, going back to your journey of, of pursuing this career path, you know, after your inclination initially, uh, can you walk me through the sort of post-educational uh, s- um, post-educational point in your journey where you are now out of college out of dental school and now you're pursuing this on your own
1: well i think that there are a lot of things that you can do to prepare yourself for success um you know We're gonna segue for a second. Um, At some point in this, we'll probably talk about my LEAP Foundation, which is a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids. And we put this on every summer where we basically teach students 15 to 25 how to be successful. We teach them the secrets of success. And a lot of the things that I did early on in my career were things that I just kind of thought up and you know and i like to pass that on for instance one of the core principles of leap is copy genius you know don't try to reinvent mediocrity well when i came to beverly hills as a cosmetic dentist and i was 29 years old the last thing beverly hills needed was another cosmetic dentist so why reinvent the wheel what i did which just made sense to me and this is one of the things we teach at leap is I found five of the most successful cosmetic dentists in Beverly Hills. I called them up and I asked if I could shadow them. This wasn't even a thing back then. We're talking like 1986. You weren't even born, right? I mean, this was like, this was like groundbreaking. Like people didn't do this. But the few people that did it, didn't do it like I did it. They would go in, watch them drill on some teeth and leave. That's not what I did. I got in early, I wanted to see how they greeted the patient, I wanted to see the paperwork that the patient filled out, I wanted to see how they escorted the patient to the treatment room, how they seated the patient in the treatment room, how they explained the treatment to the patient, how they explained the finances of the treatment to the patient, how they then treated the patient and then how they brought the patient out to the front desk area, collected money and made the next appointment. I wanted the whole ball of wax, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I just went there and watched them drill teeth. I wanted to know what the experience was so that I could create an even better experience for my patients.
0: That's beautiful. And um, is that, is that um, kind of the framework for the foundation that you have in the, in the kind of uh, course or the trajectory of the foundation that, that the kids go through?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a core program, you know, and the things that we teach at LEAP are things you don't learn in college. We teach networking, we teach mentorship, we teach um, study skills. We teach financing. We teach health and fitness. I mean, so many things, appreciation, you know, and then the coolest thing about LEAP is the great support I get from the community. I mean, I, in the past, I've had our mayor, Eric Garcetti, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, Mark Wahlberg, Kathy Bates, Paula Abdul, Michael Strahan, Apollo Ono. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. And these people come and they speak for free. Because like me, they believe that our future lies in the youth of America. It's not just Americans. We have 80 kids come every year from Perth, Australia. Perth. I became friends with the mayor of Perth. She sends 80 kids every year. We have kids from Indonesia, from Europe, from Africa. I mean, you name it. It's it's an amazing program. And this year, because we did it virtually, where we normally get about four to 500 students, we had over 1,000. Next year, we'll do, you know, provided COVID isn't a thing, we'll do a live program and a virtual program. And I'm aiming at having 10,000 kids attend. It will be July 18th to the 24th next year. Here's the uh, information for LEAP if you're interested. If if you're a student 15 to 25 or you're a parent listening with the student 15 to 25, send them to the program. They will love it.
0: Awesome. For the audio listeners, I'll have that in the description. Uh, you can go check it out, and I encourage everybody to go check it out. But um, going back to the networking aspect, I think... Um, in life, uh, it's extremely important to understand how to build relations with other humans, and I'm curious to hear how you curated your way of, you know, connecting with these successful people or anyone and uh, maintaining those relationships. I, I mean, there
1: are a lot of them. I'm going to focus on the one that I think made the biggest impact in my life, professionally and personally. Sure. Uh, At a certain point in my life, I was fortunate to qualify and join an organization called YPO. Have you heard of YPO? I have not. YPO is an international organization of presidents. It's pretty hard to get into. And so, you know, when I tell you what the qualifications are, don't, you know, get disappointed and think, oh, my gosh, I'll never be able to do that, because there are other organizations that don't have such, you know, kind of high qualifications, but basically to get into YPO, you need to be under the age of 44. You need to have 60 or more full-time employees, and you need to be in a business that generates over $15 million a year in revenue. Why is this a critical barrier? I'll tell you why. I grew up in Granada Hills. Nobody knows Granada Hills, except that's where John Elway came from, okay? I grew up in Granada Hills. There is nobody that I grew up with, or in my life, that has any idea what I do on a day-to-day basis. You know, my partner Robert Heyman and I, my business partner, grew Discus Dental, we invented Zoom. You know, Zoom tooth whitening, not video conference, right. but we invented Zoom and Night White and Day White and Bright Smile. All these were our products. We grew that company from zero to over $1.3 billion in sales. Now at our height, we had almost 850 employees. When I had an employee with a problem, who do you think they came to? Me. When I had a problem, where did I go? Yourself. So being in a group of presidents gave me a platform to actually interact with other people who were doing the same kinds of things. So in my chapter, my YPO chapter of 50 presidents, and it's presidents and founders and CEOs and whatnot, we then broke into smaller groups, which was called a forum. The forum is 10 people. We had actually nine men and one woman. We met every month for four hours in person. And we talked about business, about life, about parenting about unfortunately divorce and all the things that happen in a life and basically what happens is over the course of time you become so incredibly close with this group of people that they're like your own personal board of directors for life listen I have almost a million followers on Instagram sometimes I hear a lot of noise I don't care I mean You can write the craziest, silliest, stupidest stuff and send me a message. That doesn't matter, you know? But if somebody in my YPO forum said, hey doc, you know, you really need to fix this. I'm gonna listen to them, right? Because that matters, you know? If my kid tells me something, that matters. But trying to reduce all the noise in life, especially with everything that goes on in social media, is really important and having a strong group committed to you is amazing we do that at leap we put kids in a group with 10 other kids their own age and we encourage them to stay in that group even when the week of leap is over and basically you're going to develop a strong knit group of friends that sometimes know you even better than your family members do because you share on a much more intimate level
0: right and um napoleon hill in the laws of success has kind of alluded to having a mastermind group um I, I definitely see the value in this you know being a young entrepreneur i have made an attempt to kind of curate something like that with my peers and um you know i, I really admire what you've done with the LEAP foundation and the course um, because a lot of kids may not have that opportunity to create that group they may feel alienated in their environments they may not um, feel like uh, people understand you know what they're going through and what their ambitions are relate to them and so you know it's, it's good that they have that option to be able to be a part of something that fosters their growth and helps them sort of reach the next level that they want to reach totally but get, getting back to sort of the networking element um, I, I wanted to hear about you know what it is that makes a relationship or what what are the elements of the relationship right because you can you can interact with people but how do you ensure that that interaction leads to future interactions how do you ensure that you don't you know make certain mistakes in the first interaction that uh, make the other person not like you or something like that like how do you make, maintain those relationships? I think as a dentist, my goal
1: is not to meet your expectations. If you come in my office and I do just what you thought I would do, you'll just walk out, right? If I exceed your expectations, you're going to tell your friends. You know, in the old days, we would say on average, you'll tell 10 people. but Now with social media and Yelp and all this, it could be hundreds or thousands of people. So my goal is always to exceed people's expectations. You know, what, for instance, little things, and these are free, it, this doesn't cost money. Every single patient that I treat in a day, as I walk out the office, my office manager who is literally a genius and I couldn't live without Sunet, will send me a text message with all my patients' names and cell phone numbers. Why? Because as I'm driving home, I'll just call each one up and say, hey, how are you? You know? I mean, (laughs) one of the first times I did this, I had this this elderly patient coming. It was like 90-something, right? He had three teeth left. I took one out. Joe. I called Joe up. I'm like, is Joe there? He goes, yeah. Who is this? I said, Joe, this is Dr. Bill. He goes, Dr. Bill, why are you calling? I said, well, Joe, I took out your tooth. And I just want to know how you're doing. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" I go, "No." He goes, "Doc, last week they took out my kidney and nobody called." <laughs> you know, I mean, those little things are so invaluable for business, you know? And the other thing is too. You seriously have to put up with a lot of different kinds of people, you know? And the one thing that I tell all of my employees and myself repeatedly is that when somebody comes in and they treat you in a way that isn't congruent situation, it's not your fault and you can't feel responsible. It, you know, if, if somebody walks in off the street and just starts unloading on, you know, my receptionist, I tell her, don't get upset. Don't cry. Don't cry. Just really, maybe she just crashed her car. Maybe he just got in a fight with his wife. I mean, you don't know what their problems are, but you have to honestly look inside yourself and say, how much of this is my responsibility? And guess what? It's okay to say none of it. Like, I did my best. I was friendly. I was pleasant. They happened to be in a bad mood. And I think that that's a really hard thing. And as I get older and older, that's one of the things I think that age makes you really a lot more tolerant of things like that. I mean, it takes a lot to get me like going. I mean, literally, if you walked into my office and just started screaming at me in my head, I would say he's crazy and I'm okay. you know. But a lot of people internalize that, and they can't get past it. So I say, number one, over-deliver. Number two, really try to understand people. And number three, just apologize. (laughs) Seriously, I'm so sorry that you're upset. I'm so sorry. Just apologize to people. They can't get mad at you for apologizing. They'll get mad at you for arguing. But they can't get mad at you for apologizing.
0: I definitely agree. And um, in this day and age of social media, it's extremely easy for, for younger people to internalize these feelings and and, and try to find faults within them. Um, you know, this is brilliant advice for anybody that that uh, finds themselves in that situation to not be quick to internalize and kind of be, view it as an object view it objectively and you know have empathy and, and compassion for the other person and what they're going through. Um, you pointed out that humi- you know, you pointed out some important points that kind of require you to have humility. Uh, if we could close this out by talking about how important humility is in, in any profession or anything that you do.
1: I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're not going to be successful if you're fighting with people all the time, you know? So try and figure out a way to work around you know, successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Huge leap core principle. You know, sometimes you need to apologize. Sometimes you need to really just step back. I mean, it depends on who you're dealing with. But you know, I think the biggest secret to success in any business you do are relationships. You know relationships that you have with with people with your clients with your employees you know what's even harder than keeping your patients and your your customers happy your employees if you can't create a happy home for your employees
0: I don't care what business you're in it'll fail I agree Um, not that I have that much experience I'm only 23 but Please let the people know where they could find you, where they could find uh, the link to the LEAP Foundation. Obviously, I'll have everything in the description, but just for the audio listeners.
1: Yeah, I think probably the easiest way to contact me is on Instagram. It's Dr. Bill Dorfman, D-R-B-I-L-L Dorfman. Uh, I'm probably the only person with like a million followers who actually answers all my DMs. Um, If you want information on the LEAP Foundation, go to www.leapfoundation.com and you can get information. Uh, As I said, next year's program will be both virtual and live, uh, provided we're allowed to meet live.
0: But if not, it will be all virtual again. And um, yeah, it's the best way to contact me. Dr. Bill, it's been an honor. I appreciate your time. And um, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Ah, thanks for having me.